For generations, we dreamed about a place to live and work in space, a place where life up there would benefit life down here. Today, that dream has come true. Research on the International Space Station improves lives all over the world. The station's benefits for humanity grow every day, and they can be told by the lives that have been changed. So could you talk about what it was like farming without the, you know, the modern tra tractor we know today and what it was like using horses? And well, I, that's a corn plant time, and, and of course, you know, in those days, we didn't, we, nobody planted before May the 20th because all the bugs and stuff, we don't plant before May the 20th. We were done before April the 20th this time. But anyway, uh, we, we weren't supposed to plant before May the 20th, and I, I remember, uh, I was probably about, Eight or nine years old, my brother was two years old, he was seven. Our farm is uh, called AWG Farms, started back in 1975. It's a family-run farm. Uh, I have uh, two brothers now and my son-in-law's in the operation. This is be a third-generation farm in this particular area. The main crop is sugar beets. Then we have spring wheat, sunflowers, soybeans, corn, and uh, once well, we'll in their explorations, they encountered life in many forms and watched the workings of evolution on a thousand worlds. They saw how often the first faint sparks of intelligence flickered and died in the cosmic night. And because in all the galaxy they had found nothing more precious than mind, they encouraged its dawning everywhere. They became farmers in the fields of stars. They sowed, and sometimes they reaped. And sometimes, dispassionately, they had to weed. If you farm several hundred acres of corn, or soybeans, wheat, rice, cotton, or milo, or a combination of several crops to multiply your income sources, we have the power to help you cut your farming costs. Two hundred fifty PTO horsepower, three hundred engine horsepower, two hundred twenty drawbar horsepower in our new eighty-five fifty, a four-wheeler that gives you the horsepower hours you need to meet all crop schedules on time in season. So the question is... Clippings or anything from the garden that we don't uh, know to use, and uh, that all gets kind of recycled back and they produce more food for us. So the chickens have been an awesome part of our small little backyard homestead here. Um, the chicken tractor portion, this whole run portion here, actually disconnects and uh, I can hook a tractor up to that and move that around the yard and then they can scratch and eat fresh grass and dig for bugs and stuff like that. And we also let them out in free range in, in our yard and in areas that we can contain them um, because they will scratch up gardens and, uh, and things like mulch around trees and things very quickly. So we try to keep them contained as much as possible. Uh, but chickens have been awesome for us and uh, that's been kind of the center of and where we kind of started with, with trying to be more self-reliant and uh, self-sustainable, things like that. And our job was to, we were planting corn, we had fertilizer in a box wagon bulk fertilizer and we had two coal buckets and our job was to fill the coal buckets so when he got to the end why well, he could get the coal buckets and fill the fertilizer box. It was a two-row corn planter with a wire 
stretched on so that the, the wire trip, you know, it was a wire trip platter. He had a knot every so often. Yeah, a knot every so often. And then when he got to the end, why well, he would move the wire over as far as he could. And then go on and when he got to the end, move the wire over. But the wire went clear across the field, see? Wow. Spread out beneath them, the explorers saw a world swarming with life. For years, they studied, collected, cataloged. When they had learned all that they could, they began to modify. They tinkered with the destiny of many species on land and in the seas. But which of their experiments would bear fruit, they could not know for at least a million years. They were patient, but they were not yet immortal. There was so much to do in this universe of a hundred billion suns, and other worlds were calling. So they set out once more into the abyss, knowing that they would never come this way again. Nor was there any need. The servants they had left behind would do the rest. Our four-wheel 8550 does it at top practical field speed, eating up 40 to 50 acres an hour. With one driver, one set of maintenance requirements, one cost-generating unit. Make your own basic comparison of horsepower hours. It's simple mathematics. Tractors times horsepower times hours of use per year. Here's a typical big farm example. Seven tractors times 120 horsepower times 650 hours equals 546,000 horsepower hours. Four-wheel owners usually average around 630 hours per year. One tractor times 250 horsepower times 630 hours or 157,500 horsepower hours. And these four-wheel owners avoid much of the high cost of labor, stay ahead of tight field schedules, enjoy lower fixed costs, and usually work with just one or two servicing dealers. If you do go four-wheel, go with AC Orange and the new 300 engine horsepower 8550 and you'll get extra benefits at every working point, so, from hood like to hit. That was a lot of hard work, and it was a cold day, about like the, well, it was cold, it was about like it was yesterday. One day we were down there planting, and uh, on the back 40, as far from the house we could get, you know, and, and down to the south place, and we lived over there. So anyway, we were back there, went back early, and we was in the cold wind blowing, and we'd fill the coal buckets, and then we'd get in the wagon, where it'd break the wind, it was a box wagon, so yeah. we could get break the wind, but boy was it cold. Yeah. And of course at noon, while we went, went home to dinner, and uh, took the horses up to the barn, let rest them, and then he had another pair of horses, another team of horses he brought back in the afternoon to put on the fire, so they could, so we planned all Switching day then, yeah. till about, about four o'clock. Remote sensing is a way to look at our crops during the growing season, to be able to determine if we need to do any monitoring of, of disease and or fertility differences. There was an organization over in Grand Forks, North Dakota called UMAC. That organization put a camera on the space station called Isaac. On Earth, the glaciers came and went, while above them the changeless moon still carried its secret from the stars. With a yet slower rhythm than the polar ice, the tides of civilization ebbed and flowed across the galaxy. Strange and beautiful and terrible empires rose and fell and passed on their knowledge to their successors. And now, out among the stars, 
evolution was driving towards new goals. The first explorers of Earth had long since come to the limits of flesh and blood. As soon as their machines were better than their bodies, it was time to move. First their brains and then their thoughts alone, they transferred into shining new homes of metal and gemstone. In these, they roamed the galaxy. They no longer built spaceships. They were spaceships. They were able to get imagery to us with a couple bands of light, the more necessary ones that we needed, which is near-infrared and red. Near-infrared band is, is something to do with biomass, how the crop is growing. More biomass using more yield potential. We're able to obtain a piece of software that's written by a local programmer in this region that allows us to take these images and manipulate them into zones within the field itself. And by doing that, we can see different patterns in the field. And within those patterns, we can manage the field differently based off of biomass or, or reflectance of the field itself. It's just a tool that we can use as a reference to be able to make better decisions. And by doing that, our farm is more profitable. And that, to me, is very important. And speaking of the hood, just flip these snap locks and the entire engine side panel comes off. For direct access to the 731 cubic inch engine and its routine inspection points, the dry type air cleaner with aspirating muffler, and the fuel filters and lines. This is an Alice Chalmers designed and built inline six cylinder engine with a deep skirted block and long internal columns tying the top deck to the bearing saddles for rigidity and accurate head clamping. There are seven main bearings to carry the crankshaft, which gets a special treatment for toughness. Bearing journals are induction hardened for exceptional long life. And the crankshaft is dynamically balanced by computer to eliminate even minor vibration. The connecting rods all match up to a master for ultra precision. Wet sleeves have more than the obvious benefits of low maintenance. They deliver uniform cooling as well. And the special internal finish increases oil holding capacity, which naturally adds to ring life. Most importantly, this is a controlled combustion engine, creating a highly turbulent, swirling air mass into which fuel is directly injected. Air is the answer to AC horsepower output and fuel efficiency. Got quite a few pumpkins going in here, so that'll be nice for Halloween this year. But, the, but what we've been trying to do is just kind of grow some ground cover type crops here. Um, the tomatoes, you know, they're kind of bushy and they kind of take up more space. And then we'll use the corn and the uh, sunflowers that will grow up a lot taller than any of the other things. And so they can all get sunlight. So that's how we've been kind of managing, cramming a whole lot into a small space. A lot of this stuff is definitely too close together. Uh, it may not produce or grow as well as it would if it had, a, had an adequate amount of space, but it still does very well. Uh, you also see kind of in between here, we've got some apple trees. These we planted from seed continue to, to plant more fruit trees every year. We've got a pear tree here uh, that's, that's getting quite big. Another pear tree over here back by the chicken coop uh, that we just planted this year. And so we continue to add more fruit trees every year as well. Stacious bits. Okay. And this thing. Right. I like these. I don't know why. I watched a colorblind guy do this once, he had lots of trouble doing it. 
was, was pretty bad. Okay, that was easier said than done. Let's not ruin this. Okay. Close one. I shot that instead. That's great. We don't need it. Stasis switch might just be pretty useful in hardcore mode. I don't know. Yes. And so that way you can keep the grapes growing Stop in the back, or you can still grow uh, tomatoes and other things up here in the front of those. Um, more corn kind of sticking out here, and tomatoes. Uh, lots of tomatoes this year. Uh, sunflowers didn't do as good this year. This is our best one. It's about seven feet tall. Normally by this time of year we have much taller and more sunflowers. It's about August 1st now. Um, that's corn kind of growing up in here. We've got some corn that did get shaded out uh, in the back here. You can see um, kind of, again, a little bit of a learning process. The corn I want, I should have placed all in the front of these beds. And as you can see, when it's in the front, it gets more sun. It's done a lot better that way. Um, all these tomatoes in here, a lot of these still have to be staked up. I'm actually going to do a video on that, how we're doing that, uh, to keep these. And then down here, this is a real high shade area, and so ended up, we grew some lettuce and things like that that we harvested, and then a bunny got in here and harvested the rest for us. Um, and we've got some cantaloupes uh, in here that uh, we might get a cantaloupe or two for the rest of the year, but these are a little way behind. So um, we'll probably grow some high shade crops back here next year, and some oregano back here that's growing slowly but uh, so that's that's how we're utilizing that along the fence there and you could do that anywhere along your house or anywhere just you know dig it up and make a small garden bed um, over here we've got our orchard area um, this is an orchard that we're just kind of in the process of building so it's not quite finished yet uh, we've got our honeycrisp apples which are the best apples got uh, two of these Honeycrisp trees, another little spot for tomato. Another thing we're going to do with this area next year is we're going to put all of our vining crops out here so they can vine up across this mulch. Um, all free mulch from the city park, little Granny Smith apple tree, watermelon that's definitely not going to give us any watermelons this year, but I'm just kind of letting it grow. It's way and 15 of those 20 speeds are below 10 miles per hour in the most used selections. Even with 20 speed choices, the transmission is compact, with short bearing centers and heavy shafts that eliminate flexing and distortion under high torque continuous load. When you disengage the clutch to shift gears, a transmission brake stops gear rotation for a smooth, clash-free step up or step down. From the transmission, power moves through a two-speed drop box to differentials mounted on each axle, then to heavy-duty planetary axles that handle all of the high-torque power the 731-cubic-inch engine develops. Planetaries distribute the load equally over three contact points at each wheel. Completing the power line is an independent 1,000 RPM PTO that makes big choppers and tillers hum with production. Out on the job, 40 degrees of articulation help you cut corners and spend less time maneuvering on headlights. The edge of the machine entities swiftly passed. In their ceaseless experimenting, they had learned to store knowledge in the structure of space itself and to preserve their thoughts for eternity in frozen lattices of light. Into pure energy, therefore, they presently transformed themselves. 
and on a thousand worlds, the empty shells they had discarded twitched for a while in a mindless dance of death, then crumbled into dust. Now they were lords of the galaxy, and could rove at will among the stars, or sink like a subtle mist through the very interstices of space. Though they were freed at last from the tyranny of matter, they had not wholly forgotten their origin in the warm slime of a vanished sea. And their marvelous instruments still continued to function, watching over the experiment started so many ages ago. But no longer were they always obedient to the mandates of their creators. Like all material things, they were not immune to the corruption of time and its patient, unsleeping servant, entropy. And sometimes they discovered and sought goals of their own. Keep going. Just keep backing straight up. Okay, that's far enough. Put it into neutral by pushing the lever forward and putting it right here. Good. Now you're in neutral. So what you're gonna do is see the hood, hood ornament on the 420? Down there? Yeah. You're gonna want to put that right down the middle of these rows, of these corn rows. Like the red thing? No, the, the silver thing on the hood. Because oh. that's the middle of the tractor. You want to put it right in between the rows. Because the wheels are spaced just perfectly. mechanization, you know, mom, dad, kids, grandparents, everybody worked together for one goal. That's to make a living and a better life for each other. And everybody... Barely. Yeah, it's, it's just fitted perfectly. Speed up the motor a little bit by pulling that knob, or this, down towards you. Good. right out there. Tribute. You know, the kids would work and the parents would work and the grandparents would help out too. And they all had their own job. Nowadays, mom's going one place, dad's going somewhere else, and the kids are everywhere else. And, and uh, they're kind of not all pulling together a lot of times. And so that's why we're kind of nostalgic for older times in the old farm where everybody had a single purpose is to carve out a better life. A hard, it was a hard life, but they were making a better life. Corn will absorb more, more of that moisture, and it'll, it'll take right off after you cultivate. They're actually seeing a thunderstorm for tonight, so that'll be a good um, shower for this stuff. She's actually doing pretty good. 
She's taken out fewer rows than I did when I first started cultivating, so not too shabby. Drop it down. Okay, drop it. Good. All right, speed up the engine a little bit. talking about putting down nitrogen with our cultivator. This is Avery, uh, well, uh, don't know what year it's from, probably from the mid to late 30s. Uh, it's a two bottom, so it would have been well suited for like a, for an F20 or something in the 30 or 40 horsepower side. This is a 1937 Farmall F20, uh, the first Really, road crop tractor that Farmall or the International Harvester made. Uh, it was designed for doing cultivation work, and you could also plow with it. Uh, so it was just sort of more or less the the all-purpose tractor. Uh, any 80-acre farmer, 80 80 to 120-130-acre farmer could pretty much farm their farm with this tractor and do anything they wanted to with it. Now my dad said guys used to be uh, able to break their arms doing this if it kicked back. Yeah, yeah you've got to have them tuned in pretty well. <laughs> Are you, you're not going to break your arm here. Your I hope not. <laughs> I haven't so far. We've been testing a variety of different crops to grow in veggie. Uh, we began with leafy greens, specifically this red romaine lettuce, which was selected because of its small size, um, its high growth rate, its excellent germination, and um, also the lettuce has very low natural microbial levels associated with it so it would be safe for the crew to eat. The astronauts harvested the lettuce that's been growing for 33 days and the harvest had two parts. First they harvested some leaves from each plant for consumption um, and they had a little bit of a, a celebration and then they harvested the rest of the plants for our science. So those plants were harvested into um, foil and frozen in the minus 80 freezer on ISS, and they'll be returned to us to do analysis of that tissue. All by yourself. Quick learner. Okay, this thing. Let me aim. I'm not getting sucked out again. See, this gets really hard once you start actually getting sucked out while, uh, while, like, moving. Hey, hey, fix that. Yeah. Okay. In terms of how safe the food is, we assessed that by first growing a set of lettuce in space and having it returned to Earth last year where we tested a number of different um, 
aspects of that crop. We looked at the food safety of that crop and we didn't find anything that led us to believe that it wouldn't be safe to eat. To grow enough food you know, to support the crew takes up a lot of, of volume in a spacecraft where, where volume is very expensive and it's limited. Um, you know, we're trying to grow highly productive yeah. plants and plants that are a very small stature. Exactly I mean. And so we select crops that have a very high edible um, hey. proportion of their yield. Uh, this is called the, the harvest index, the this proportion of the, the edible biomass to the total biomass. Okay. I knew it. And there you have it. Flawless. Never knew it. And we got this door, so, uh, yeah, I just went flawless to the store, so I should be able to get myself a cool new suit. Uh, eh, this is not first crew to Mars, they're probably not going to have a lot of food processing or food preparation equipment, and they may not even have cooking equipment. And that's how it is on the space station right now. They don't actually have an ability to cook any food up there. So all of the food that they're growing is what we call pick and eat. It has to be able to be eaten fresh. So we've been looking at lettuce, other leafy green vegetables, dwarf tomatoes, dwarf peppers, radish, um, potentially some herbs that can be picked and mixed in with a packaged diet. And we're even starting to look at small fruit crops. We've been testing some dwarf plum trees. But again, these are all things that can be eaten fresh. Once we are established on Mars and we have a long-term base, we may have more equipment to be able to process and cook food. And so then things like sweet potatoes or white potatoes or beans could easily be grown and used to provide food for the diet. So we're testing both types of scenarios, but for now we're concentrating on what could be cooked or what could be picked and eaten without cooking. I think I want a pulse rifle. The Ripper sounds good, but that's just as good as a force gun, so... I'll take the force gun. And in terms of extreme cool damage, we'll buy this. Just for... Just for keeps, or whatever. What's up with this? I'm, uh, I'm not out of space. Oh, yeah. Got it. I only need... Three guns anyways, right? Yeah. There we go. Um, and that this is something that uh, that the different astronauts really couldn't imagine going for longer or farther into space without, without having this little slice of Earth there to remind them of home. They all really enjoyed the first harvest of lettuce. All the astronauts and cosmonauts were around watching and taking photographs. And we had numerous comments and photos throughout the growth cycle um, about how much they enjoyed watching the plants grow and helping to mark the passage of time. Extra health, so we can just store like all but three of these, and we should be coming up on the cool, the cool boss with the giant arms and stuff. Hey, how are you?
And was there also a semiconductor? I don't know. Alright, so that's basically just a quick tour yeah, around the yard, uh, you know, just to kind of show you how we're taking advantage of every little nook yeah, and cranny. We've got a lot of spaces to uh, still kind of cultivate in the garden areas. We've got more space in our front yard and other places landscaping around the house that we're going to kind of convert over into herb gardens and different things like that. Um, there's just so many options, you know. Even if you have a full shade area, um, there are still things that you can grow. There are lots of plants that grow well in cool temperatures and in shade, you know, peas being one of them. Uh, and so, you know, just really need to kind of do your research and figure out what will grow best in which areas of your home that you have um, and, uh, you know, plant things accordingly. So uh, we're going to be ever expanding, uh, you know, our gardens here and hopefully we'll be able to eventually become, you know, almost self-sufficient. I would like to be able to grow all of our own vegetables that we'll use throughout the whole year. Uh, be able to can and freeze uh, everything that, uh, that we'll need. So um, that's kind of the, the end result or the end goal that we're going to be looking for here. Um, and it just goes in stages. You know, every year we add a little bit here and there. So hopefully this inspired you if you have a city lot or a yard like this and, uh, you know, gave you some ideas. Um, maybe you guys have suggestions if you're something, you know, if, you, if you're not... You move down the field with excellent traction and stability. The 8550 oscillates 25 degrees in the middle with all wheels holding their grip over ridges and through the ditches. All of the muscle work is handled by the hydraulic system that turns out 75 gallons per minute. This is the load-sensitive Alice Chalmers system that matches volume and pressure to load requirements on demand for each system served. Power steering, the four remote ram outlets, the filtering, lubrication, and cooling functions, and the draft-sensing lower links of the Category 4 three-point hitch that takes full advantage of engine horsepower to handle wide-working mounted and semi-mounted implements. You can put power on the ground with a variety of wheel rim and tire equipment, matching your soil and production plans and your crop plans as well. The agricultural axles that carry the 8550 adjust 61 to 123 inches for true row crop capability. Up in the command center, there's everything you need to run the whole show with precision and speed. Start with full circle visibility through wall-to-wall non-glare glass. A luxury seat that adjusts so many ways it matches lounge chair comfort. A steering column that moves to fit your reach and height. And group controls, console arranged for natural selection and operation. Up front, the dash gives you operating information at a glance. And there's plenty of deck so you can stretch or stand in an air-conditioned environment, complete with music and news. All with external sound so muffled, you can sing along and no one will hear you. If you want to add it, there's a stadium light option that floods the work area with daylight visibility for after-hours schedules. The 8550 from Alice Chalmers. Muscle power to cut your farming costs on horizon-reaching fields. Or wherever, 300 engine horsepower must be the primary power source. The Alice Chalmers 8550. More power from the rising power in farming.